History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 years old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Aaron Amesworth, who is a Christian rapper, a youth leader, and a chaplain for the homeless, and a bus driver as well. We're going to find out a bit of his story today. Welcome along, mate. Tell us whereabouts were you born and raised. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, Hello. So I'm from Brisbane, always born and bred, raised north side of Brisbane, many suburbs, mainly um, Arana Hills, Capera, Fernie Grove growing up, Mm -hmm. Um, and then outwards of there, you know, past my teen years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And did you have like a religious upbringing at all? No, I definitely didn't have a religious upbringing. I had a very, very good family who treated me very well, mm-hmm. and um, I had a had a good life. And what about uh, your faith journey? Was there a, a a conversion experience at some stage? How old how old were you when that happened? There definitely was a conversion experience. So I was born again uh, when I heard the gospel at twenty three years old. Okay. Yeah. So before that, you had some dramas in your life. Plenty. Plenty. Tell us a bit about uh, what your teenage years were like. Yeah, so uh, from a very early age, I was introduced to to drugs. So um, at seven years old, I had my first kind of puff of weed. Um, Leading out of that, um, at about 12, I was smoking every day and and selling weed, um, you know, over the years from that, and um, which then led into using other drugs and shooting up speed and ice which was uh, quite tumultuous and mm-hmm. uh, uh, led me down a bit of a criminal path as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell us a bit about uh, the accident. It yeah. was a big uh, big event for you. What happened? Yeah, when I was about 14, I um, was swimming at South Bank and, and I broke my neck, um, which ended me up in hospital, fully paralysed from the neck down. And um, I spent about six months in hospital learning how to, to do everything again. And how has that affected you today? Um, so, well, it fully changed my life at the time. So leading up to that point, I was um, into a lot of different martial arts and multiple kind of state champion and, and a lot of champ, champ, uh, ring fighting and stuff like that, um, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, and, and a lot of representative football too. So when that happened... Um, I had to completely change the way that I lived and everything that I kind of strived for. Mm. Complete change of life. Mm. So you spent a lot of time in and out of hospital, a lot of surgeries, a lot of physical hurdles. What did you end up doing for work after school? What what was your career like in those earlier years? Yeah, well, um, due to still being a raging drug addict and and a bit of a criminal, so a lot of my money was made through through the means of um, not so good activities. So um, I actually left school when I was 13, 14, uh, you know, so grade nine, I didn't really make it past that point. So leaving school and getting a, a regular career wasn't actually a thing for me. Mm. 
They used to uh, steal cars and, and break into shops and, and go through people's houses for jewellery and cash. And so I didn't have the regular pathway that a lot of mm. teenagers would. So when you uh, ended up working, what kind of work did you do? I actually became a father at age 17 mm -hmm. and that made a massive impact in my life and changed it um, greatly. So I went straight out and got some work in a factory just because I knew that or I thought that that's what I needed to do to, to be a responsible father, to be a good member of the community. Um, but all the while, I still had a kind of a, a raging drug addiction, you know, using using needles. And so I was still in the grips of the crime world while working and, and that kind of thing as mm. well. And then at 23, you had a dramatic conversion. Tell, tell us about how, you know, you came to Christ. Up until that point, I'd always tried to do things on my own. So I... I was of the understanding that that you need to man up, that you need to take responsibility for yourself, that you need to be independent. And so for many, many years, I tried to do those things and, and stop some of the problems I had and the issues I had, like drugs and, and that. It was never successful. I'd only ever go for a few weeks of of not using or, or living that lifestyle and then I'd be back into it. And um, I just never understood how I could get out of it. One evening, I was listening to some music and this music that I was listening to uh, was a, a rap CD. And as I was listening to this music, I got to hear about who God is and, and what he has done for us. And the way that I heard that was through Jesus and, and through what the gospel is. Um, and upon hearing that, um, I began to see myself for who I really was and that I couldn't actually change any of the things that I was trying to and that actually all the ways that I had tried had just made things worse. So upon hearing the good news of Jesus, I surrendered my life over to the Lord. And it was completely different from that moment on. Tell me how your life changed. In an instant. Mm. So I literally felt joy come upon me when I understood that, um, you know, Jesus rose from the dead. I felt joy come upon me and I felt a burden and a weight lift off my shoulders that, that had been there for that, that whole time for 23 years and, and I didn't realize. And I understood that, the very thing that I was searching for my whole life and I was trying to find it in so many different places and so many different ways was actually wrapped up in the good news of Jesus and I received it. And the very thing that I was searching for my whole life I found at that moment. So my life completely changed with drugs, you know, within an instant and the snap of a fingers, I was free. I was free from the addictions that held me down, that had me bound, and from the mindset and the, and the lifestyle that accompanies it. And um, I was a new person. Yeah. And you're now doing a lot of work, uh, you know, as a, as a bus driver with homeless people. Yes. Uh, you do speaking at yeah. schools and things with the Australian Anti-Ice Campaign. Yep. You're a youth leader. Yep. Uh, tell us what's the message that you bring when, when you're out and about. 
Yeah, so going back to that moment of, of salvation when I heard the gospel, it was the very next day that I was round with the drug dealers that I'd just scored from and the people that I was using with, and I was telling them that I'd just been set free by Jesus. And I knew that that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life from that very moment. So since that day, that's what I've been sharing, is that, man, there is freedom from your life and from sin that is only found in Jesus. And so I've done that in many ways. I've done that through making music. I've done that through being a youth worker. Um, I've been able to share that message with, with thousands of young people in in so many different ways in the creative industries through video, yeah, music, speaking engagements, um, in the prisons. And if people want to find your music and your Instagram and things, how do they look you up? Yeah, so I go by the, the rap name, The Nameless One, The Nameless One. Um, so there's some stuff on there. That's about the only thing mm-hmm. you'll find of me. And I know I've heard you speak before at our soup kitchen and youth camps and things, and you, you like to bust out a bit of a rap. Can you, can you share some with us today? Yeah, I think I can uh, maybe do a bit of a spoken word. Yeah, sure. So yeah. a spoken word is, is when, you, when you maybe say some poetry or some lyrics or some rhymes, but it's without music, um, and it can be a really kind of powerful method that can reach all ages and cultures. So, yeah, I can do that cool. for you. All right, go for yeah. it. Hey, yo, one march for the walking dead. Army of fallen men Thinking when would I suffer in the harm and the torture end I'm not talking threats I was stalked by the thoughts in my head You're a goon, you're a villain All I wanna do is kill him, room spinning The walls of ears, there's pupils in the ceiling But you don't have a clue how I'm feeling See these shoes, can you fill them? They say the wounds are healing but all the truth is revealing is a seeping ooze and blood spilling a foolish love for sin, all the money and a lust for women. See, I could write a dozen writings, exposing an open door to my mind. It's like an open sore and a knife and I'm sore in my open throat with pride and I'm blinded. Like a deer that's caught in the lights and I'm driving. They say that scars are the stories of life. Man, they liging. I push and pull and I spar and I war and I fight till sweat is pouring out my pores and I sigh. Then I remember nine inches of forged iron was forced right in, crown of thorns in his eyelids. The crowd mocked and laughed, even I was there screaming and spitting. But still he looked to the father and pleaded, please forgive them. You see them same hands that control all the stars Are them same hands with the holes with the scars Are them same hands took control of my heart Took my sin so I gave him my soul and my art And by soul I mean all my gifts, skills and talents Spitting and a rapping with the chemical imbalance Every breath that I take, every step that I make forward I'm thankful and grateful, I'm blessing your name Lord Wow that is so powerful. I've heard you do that a few times, and every time I hear it, it gets better every time. It's, you know. So, how do you write that kind of stuff? How does it come to you? It uh, comes from the depths of a burden for people. Mm. So, having a passion for Christ and his message and wanting to share that gives me a burden for other people. Mm. And so, I want to communicate in such a way where. It's very real, it's raw, it's honest, it's authentic, and, and it speaks directly into their situation. Mm. 
Now, before we wrap up, you know, there might be people listening that are like, wow, this guy's been on drugs, he's had this accident, he's now a rapper, he's, you know, doing this youth work, you know. People might want to respond. You know, you shared about how you came to faith at the age of 23. If people are listening and they want to know what is the gospel and how do they respond to it, what would you say? What is the gospel? The gospel is is the good news. It quite literally means good news. And the good news is that we get to know God. We get to know who he is and we get to be with him in relationship. That's the good news. See, when Jesus came, he proclaimed it himself. He said, you know, the good news is here. It's at hand. The kingdom of God is here. We get to know God, but there's only only he gets to tell us how we get to know him. And he has told us through Jesus, through the message of Jesus, through the life of Jesus, through the death of Jesus, through the resurrection when Jesus rose from the dead. That is how God has shown us and allowed us to be in relationship with him and know him. And there's no other way. It's only through Jesus that we can be saved, that we can come into relationship with God. There is no other name by which we can be saved. That is the good news, is that we get to know God because he sent his son to come and show us who he is and that we need to to look towards him to understand that we can't do it on our own. We'll never be able to figure out who God is or make it um, in our own stride, that we need to turn away from everything we think in our mind, everything we've been taught and our own ideas and look towards Jesus. He's the only way. Mm, that's good news. You know, if people are listening and they would like to respond and maybe, you know, pray a prayer and give their life to Jesus, feel free to contact us. You can go to the website, info at historymakersradio.com. Send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. We'd love to send you a Bible from the Bible League and some information about following Jesus. And maybe you would like to respond. Just contact us all through our History Makers Facebook page. Uh, Aaron, it's been so good to hear your story today, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater, and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry, and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor.